Welcome to the Successfully Unemployed Show, the place where ordinary people become extraordinary by finding the path to financial freedom through entrepreneurship, side hustles, and passive income. We've already blazed the path, showing you how to retire early and have financial independence so you will never work for someone else again. And now, here's your host, Dustin Heiner. I am so excited to have a friend of mine to be on the show, Successful Unemployed show with me today. Now, this friend of mine has been a business owner and owned many, many businesses. He's a very, very successful businessman, but at the same time, he's normal. He's an ordinary person just like us. He's got real estate. He's got convenience stores or actual real retail locations. He has businesses. He's He's fantastic, and he has wealth of knowledge. So I'm super excited to have Tom Sylvester on the show. Tom, thank you so much for being here with me. Hey, man, I am super pumped for not only being on the show, but for this podcast. This is going to be amazing and change so many people's lives. Awesome, man. Oh, now I want to jump right into, I want people to get uh, an understanding of how you are successful and employed. So what is it that allows you, what are the businesses have you created? What have you done to make sure that you do not need to ever work a job again? What do you have right now? What's going on? Yeah. So basically, uh, We've got three different businesses that we own. Uh, first one's real estate investing. We started that like 12 or 13 years ago. Um, and we've set that up so that it's got a team and systems where it really doesn't take much time. Uh, we then did the same thing with a wine and liquor store that we opened about seven or eight years ago. Same thing, team and systems, so it doesn't really take much time. And then uh, once we were successfully unemployed, then we said, well, huh, we're, we're young, we're in our early 30s, um, now what? You know, our kids were at school during the day, so we had to really look at what else we wanted to do. And we realized that we had built these businesses that didn't need us. And people started asking us like how we did it. And so we're like, Hey, we can actually help other entrepreneurs. So we started a third business, um, helping entrepreneurs build businesses very intentionally to support their ideal lifestyle. And, um, so I've done all three of these with my wife and we actually just released a book about a month ago that builds that out as well. Um, and then, you know, I, I spent a lot of time working with entrepreneurs, helping them to start and scale their businesses up. So we, we just have a whole bunch of stuff going on now. And uh, what we've found is that once you are successfully unemployed, like the world opens up for you and there's like almost too many opportunities where you got to really be picky and choosy with your time. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fantastic point. Now, you've done so many businesses. Now, you before that, weren't you working a corporate job? Weren't you working um, with other companies? And same with Ariana, your wife. She was also, wasn't she, I think, a teacher? Is that correct? So she went to school for zoology and then zoology, just basically that. bounced around as like a receptionist uh, because she couldn't find a job, but she had a whole bunch of student loan debt to pay. So for you, you were also working a job when you guys got married. You were working a corporate job. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Tell us a little bit about that because we want to look at how just a normal everyday person, just like us, ordinary people can actually come from that and become successfully unemployed. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Ariana and I actually met the very first day of college. I, I always joke that, uh, you know, she was literally the first woman that I met. And so, you know, when we both went to college, I was going for a computer science, she was going for zoology, and we were on what we call that like, quote unquote, traditional path, right? Go to high school, get good grades, get into a good college, uh, go to college, get good grades, take on a bunch of student loan debt, hopefully get jobs. And so as we went through college, and we we're getting ready to graduate, I looked ahead and I was like, holy crap, we have like, I don't know, like $80,000 in student loans. We had started getting uh, in a credit card debt and neither of us had jobs. 
And so it's like coming out of school and now we've dug this huge hole and how are we going to get out of it? And so I started doing the math and I'm like, man, I, I don't like how long it's going to take us to get out of debt. And I don't like the fact that we're going to have to work for the next 45 plus years. And so I set a goal to retire by 35. And then to your point, when I set that goal, Ariana was not on board because she wanted like, you know, Hey, let's do the traditional path of now let's go buy a house. Let's have kids. Let's get married, that type of thing. So we did a lot of that, but I had this itch of just being like, there's so much opportunity out there. We don't have to just settle for that. I love the point you made a little bit earlier is that once you become successful unemployed, now it takes a lot of work to get there, but once you become successful unemployed, you absolutely have so many options out there. In fact, guys like us who we start businesses, we have other people trying to work with us. We have to learn how to say no because there's so many opportunities. Now, before we did all this, before we got to where we are, there, there, they might've been opportunities, but it was like, we have to reach for them and strive for them. But as you get bigger, as you get better, as you network, like Tom, you you definitely helped me to get better at networking and working with more people. Cause the more people I work with, the better my business gets, the more people I help, the more people I serve, the more people that I make their lives better, my life gets better. So now let's look at, cause I, I love the story and we don't need to get in the back of, of all the different businesses. What I want to dive into is being a lifestyle builder, basically creating businesses, investments and, and, and side hustles and everything so that we can live a life that we design for ourselves, being location independent, go wherever we want, not having a boss telling us what to do. Tell us about lifestyle builders and how we can build our lives. Yeah. So, you know, whatever you call it, everybody is really seeking financial freedom. And basically it's less about the money, but just like you said, it's really about being able to have options, right? Do what you want, when you want, with who you want, without having to report or worry about somebody else telling you no. And so the biggest thing that we saw was, hey, let's really get clear on what that life looks like. And then, you know, being a, a software engineer, like, you know, computer background guy, I was like, well, now let's work backwards. Let's reverse engineer it and figure out what we need to do to make that happen. And so the, really the key thing about being a lifestyle builder is rather than being on that traditional path and feeling like, all right, go to college, get into debt, work the job. Every time you get a raise, then you spend more money and your expenses go up and you're just in that cycle where you're always reacting and never really being happy or doing what you want to instead say, what do I want my life to look like in the future? What can I immediately start doing that lets me live some of that life now while then also being able to build more income, pay down debt or reduce expenses to move towards and create that future lifestyle? I love that. And so you're looking at the end goal, like you're looking at what you want to, where you want to be, what you want to be and all that sort of stuff. And then working your way backwards. Now, if you're taking, let's, let's act like you're teaching me one-on-one -on -one how to do it. Give me a couple questions that I need to think through in order to, and I'll answer it. I'll, I'll think through it and I'll answer it so that I can build my lifestyle the way that I want it. So what's the a first question that everybody should start with? Dustin, five years from now, Put yourself into the future. You got a time machine now, right? You're traveling to the future. You're sitting down, look around and describe what you want your life to look like. Oh man. So five years into the future, I'm thinking that I would want to, now th this is pre me where I am, you know, investing. This is where, where I, I still had a job and I, I was as aspiring. So in five years, I would either like to be 
retired or successfully unemployed or on the verge. Like I, I don't want to wait 30 years to eventually retire. I just want to be independent financially independent. So I'm walking around, I'm looking, either I own my house or I have money coming in that pays for the mortgage. And my wife is, my wife is realizing that, or she knows that I provide for the family, that I'm successful just in being a a husband and a provider, that my kids look up to me, that I don't have to worry about somebody taking away that my, my paycheck or that job, like laying me off or firing me. I don't want to have to worry about that anymore. So it's really being more secure in being the husband and father and provider that I know I need to be. So that's where I would want to be is financially independent and being able to make sure that I could take care of my family well. That's beautiful. And so I love the the detail and the level of, you know, specificity you had around that. And so now what we have to ask is how much money do you need to be making apart from your job in order to allow you to have that? I would say I would think apart from my job if so if I did not have a job is that what you're saying? Correct. So let's assume 5 years into the future you left your job how much money needs to be coming in from other sources to allow you to live that lifestyle? That's a great question. So I would say all of our expenses, and then if we want to have any extra expenses like travel or whatever, save for investing, it would probably be about $4,000, maybe, four, let's just say 4500 to be safe, $4,500 a month. All right, perfect. So now here's, here's the beautiful thing. In the couple minutes we just went through there, we know where you're at now, we know where you want to be in the future, and we have some numbers around that right? So we can say we want to go from here's where we're at today to five years in the future, have the ability to leave our job, have the ability to have, you know, your family taken care of and secure and to be able to travel and do what you want. And in order to do that, we have to generate $4,500 a month from one or more streams of income. So just that clarity is something that no, most people don't go through. And as a result, they do a bunch of things or they make decisions and they're never going back to say, is this moving me closer to that goal or further away? So now that you have that, now we can kind of work backwards and say, all right, how do we think we're going to make that $4,500? You know, to your point, you know, do we want to invest in real estate? That's a really good option. Do we want to invest in the stock market? That's a really good option. Do we want to start a business? There's all these options out there. So now this is where we get into how do we think we're going to generate that? what is going to ultimately um, be something that we can do and potentially have an interest in while also then figuring out how that's going to work for us. So from there, would you give me options or like, how would I, cause okay, yes, I want to, I want to be able to be independent where I have businesses, investments or something like that. Do you provide options? Like what, what would you suggest for me? Somebody like me, obviously you have to get to know me a little bit more. what my I likes and dislikes and stuff like that. But what, how would you get me in that direction of finding that right path? Yep. So basically what we would do is we'd start with a brainstorming activity. And so we'd go through first kind of looking at you, right? So what are the skill sets that you have? What are the, the passions you have? And for a lot of people, this is based off of your career, right? Like either what you went to school for or what you're doing in your job today, you likely have skills that can be applied in a different way. Um, what we also then want to look at is say, you know, all right, what um, model is going to work for you? Do you want a model where you have money now that you can invest that will help you bring money back? Uh, are you at a place where you really don't have a lot of extra money, but you have time available, right? So we're going to go through and brainstorm and figure out where you're at today and what resources you have available and then match that up with a business. Um, because in some cases, 
you probably shouldn't go and start a retail store because that requires a lot of cash up front, right? But if you've got more time available, then you've got maybe some different options where maybe you're going to invest in real estate and partner with somebody or borrow the money for that. So then it really comes down to figuring out which way you want to do it and matching that up with the resources you have available to you today. That's great. So we got to look at my abilities, my passions, and also my history, the experience that I have and apply that. And then let me just say that I'll give you an example. Let's say I don't like writing and um, I, I'm not very analytical. I, actually, I'm like, <laughs> almost describe myself. I'm not very analytical. What route, I, I'm totally fine with sacrificing, saving money. What, what what route should I go if I can work hard, save money, and then use that money to make money? What would you suggest? Biggest thing I say is look for a problem that exists in the market that isn't being solved. And so that could then be uh, starting a business to solve that. Um, it could even come back to real estate. Because for example, if the problem you see is that, hey, there's all these like rundown properties in my town, you can invest in real estate and turn those around and turn revenue that way. So what a lot of people do wrong is they think too much of the idea. Like, oh, I have a really good idea for how I'm going to do this. But oftentimes we'll then go and like start a business or spend a lot of time and money investing in that idea before we really know that it's going to make us money back. So what we want to look at is basically say, let's go and kind of test and prove out that we can make money from whichever way we want to go. And then once we've confirmed that, let's just ask, what does it have to look like to generate $4,500 a month for me? So if it's real estate, for example, like what we did with our first is I said, hey, if I buy a duplex and I run the expenses and it spits out $300 a door, okay, now I can divide $4,500 by $300 and I know how many real estate investments I have to have. Um, if it's a business and I know I can sell a service for this much and I take my expenses out and I have this much left over, now I divide that out. So we just basically want to, just like we reverse engineered the vision and the goals, want to do the same thing with the money. And then it tells us, all right, I got to go and buy 10 different duplexes and then I can leave my job. Now it makes it much more concrete and now we can take actions on that. I love that. Now, I've always thought of business as a way where you have to hire people or you have to do everything yourself. And I know you, you're fantastic at systems, building things in so that they either run themselves or somebody else is doing it and you're, you're taking yourself out of that. We're trying to make your business automated. How do we make sure that we save our time and our energy to build the business as opposed to working in the business and doing it? How do we build systems into the business? Yeah. So there's a question that I asked myself years ago when we first started doing this, which is what would have to be true for this business to be bringing me this amount of money without me having to be there every day? And so this initially just came out of necessity because I was literally working a job and we were opening like this wine and liquor store or we were having this real estate investment where I physically couldn't be there, but it needed to be there to run. So by asking that question, I started saying, okay, well, we know the stores open this many hours a day. We know these jobs have to get done. We know somebody has to be there for that. So by brain dumping all that out, now I can start to say, okay, well, what can I eliminate that doesn't need to be done? So we just get rid of it right away. Um, what can I automate or put a system in place for that makes it not have to take as much time? And then whatever I've got left over, I need to delegate to somebody for. So now I say, what kind of roles do I need? What are the criteria of the people that would be really good at that? And then I go and find and put the systems and the people in place. So for us with the liquor store, when we opened it, we were there like 80 hours a week. It was crazy. But we started taking one thing off our plate at a time. And, you know, six months, a year later, we got to the point where we didn't have to physically be there anymore because we took one thing at a time and got it off our plate. 
I love that. That's a great idea. So you're figuring out what needs to get done first. You're mapping out everything. You're trying to understand the entire business process because if you don't actually have it written down, how are you going to tell anybody how to do it or how are they going to know how to do it? So mapping everything out and then figuring out what you can pull yourself out of. Is that, am, I, am I hearing you correctly? Absolutely. And, and with just one thing on that, I, I work with business owners all the time. And it, one thing that comes up is like, well, I'm the only one that can do that. Or like nobody can do that better than me. I promise you there are people out there that can do it better than you. And the reason you think you're the only one that can do it is because you don't really understand the process. Every time something comes up, you're figuring it out on the fly, but everything is a process. Hey, when this thing happens, we do these three steps and then this is the end result. So realize that everything you do is a process. And even if you start writing the steps down or just recording yourself doing it, somebody else can then take that and turn it into a process for you. That's a great point. That's a great point. Now, other people might say along with that, so that you answered that, like, I completely agree that if you are saying I, I'm the only one that can do it is because you're trying to figure it out because it's not everything all documented. But what about those people who are, they would call themselves control freaks or you can turn them control freaks. Like they don't like giving up control because they lose control for whatever reason it might be. How can you help them to give up things to free themselves up to do better things? Yeah. One of the things we do, we have just about everybody do is what we call a time audit. So basically you do a, a one week um, time frame to where you track what you do every half hour. And at the end of that week, you group these activities and start what you look at is, you know, is this something I really enjoy doing or I really hate doing, right? Is this something that, um, you know, makes me money or doesn't make me money? Is this something that takes my time or doesn't take my time? And as you go through that, what you're going to find is there's things that don't make you a lot of money that you could hire out for relatively cheap and that you likely hate doing. So those are the first things we get off your plate. And for most people, once something gets done, especially something they don't like doing and they didn't have to do it, you're like, oh wow, how do I do more of this, right? And then so you start getting, you know, maybe the first thing you got off your plate was a $10 an hour task. And then you get all those off your plate and now you do a $20 an hour task, right? So like just a quick backstory. I was um, painting houses in college. We were painting houses for like these millionaires or beautiful houses. And I remember one of the guys I was painting with, he was like, man, this guy is lazy because he's got someone to cut his lawn. He's got someone to clean his house. He's got someone to like drop his kids off. This guy's so lazy. And I just remember thinking, I'm like, this guy is smart. He like, he's a doctor or something. He makes all this money an hour and he's paying people to take care of all the stuff he doesn't want to do. So he's maximizing the time he is working. And then the time he's not working, he's living life. He's golfing. He's with his family. And I was like, that's what we got to be thinking about. How do we maximize the time that we're spending making money so that we can then maximize the time that we're not with living our life? I love that idea. And especially it was very applicable to me. So we're in a mastermind together and we were talking about things that we don't like doing, or at least it came up that I was saying, man, for master passive income, where I teach about real estate, I have my podcast. I really know those podcasts should be turned into like, a, like not just transcribed, but put into a, an article. It'd be great to do that and actually write the show notes that are really thorough and help people in reading as well as you have the audio. And I was like, man, I don't like doing it. I hate doing it, but I'm frugal. So I don't want to spend the money on having somebody do that. And there's something that sticks in my brain that you said that was like, huh, you're absolutely right. And you said, okay, well, Dustin, Number one, it's not, it's not getting done right now because you're not doing it. Okay. But let's say you're going to pay somebody 
You're gonna pay somebody $30 to write an article. How many hours does that take? Well, it might take about an hour, two hours to write at most. So it's $15 an hour, give or take. Let's just make it generous, $30 an hour. It takes an hour, $30 an hour. And you said to me, okay, Dustin, how much do you charge when you coach somebody in real estate? I said, oh, thousands of dollars. He said, and this is what you said sarcastically. No, you should literally just stop doing all that and just do show notes and make $30 an hour. I'm like, (laughs) you're right. Oh my goodness. And so now because I've done that, I've paid, I've actually given business over to somebody who's writing my show notes and she does a great job. I've given her last year like 30, or it's like a thousand dollars. Like after I told her everything up, it was about a thousand dollars I've given her. And I'm realizing like, man, that's a thousand dollars I could have had. But a couple things. Number one, it would never have gotten done. But the big one is number two is, now, because I have those show notes written, that's bringing in search engine traffic, which is making me money in the back end. So that $1,000 that I've spent is going to pay off in dividends over and over and over again. So I'm absolutely huge one for figuring out a place, or figuring out ways to get your time that is taken up to things that you can pay somebody else to do and offload that. So you can, I, I make so much more money when I'm coaching people, when I'm building businesses, when I'm doing big things as opposed to minor things. And so even like right now, even um, I'm having other people write articles now, not just podcasts, show notes, but actual articles. And I've been editing those those um, articles I get, but now I'm figuring out how can I get somebody to edit those and do all, like literally remove myself out of that process because it takes up so much time. So I completely agree. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, one, that's a, a great lesson and a great example that you portrayed because here's the thing, most of us uh, tend to be frugal and especially when we can like, when we're good at something or we can do it, it's like the last thing we want to give up. But when we walk through it just the way you did and we're like, okay, so the opportunity cost is $985 because I want to do this myself and I think I'm saving $15, but I'm missing out on 985. Once you lay it out that way, now it's no longer about being frugal. It's like, man, I don't want to be stupid. I want to go make more money, right? So sometimes we just got to double check that. And sometimes it's even having somebody from the outside ask that question and be like, Oh yeah, I guess that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So now we've covered the lifestyle builders, building the business. Now there's so much more where this is just really, really high level. Now, if somebody were to get started from the very beginning, somebody comes to you and say, Hey Tom, I really want to build my lifestyle. Obviously we've already gone through a couple questions, but where should they get started? If they're going to be starting to building a business, investing or doing a side hustle, what is your number one tip that you would give them to get started? Yeah, go back about 10 minutes earlier in the episode and listen to that. Um, You know, it's funny because like when we wrote the book, uh, I I gave it to somebody before it came out and they were looking at it and they're like, no, people aren't going to read this. And I'm like, that's not what you want to hear when you're writing a book. And so I dove into it a little more. And what it came down to is this guy was like, well, you don't talk about building the business until the third section. That's what people want. And I said, well, that's what people want. But what ends up happening and why so many businesses fail is because we don't figure out what we want our life to look like. We don't get our finances and our time and all of that in order before we start the business. And then all the bad habits we had in life, we then apply to our business. So the most important thing is before you think about like what business you want to start, really go back and say, well, what am I ultimately trying to achieve? And then that's going to help you pick which business or which investment opportunity is going to be the most likely one to get you there. That's great. Now, right now, I, I completely agree with that because if you don't understand what the direction you're going, if you don't have your goals set, eventually, like there's a whole, I don't know, about 10, 20 years ago, it came out like 
in a corporate world, if you're climbing a ladder, but you realize it's on the wrong building, you got to should have been on the wrong. We're thinking of something broader than that. Like, don't be climbing that ladder for the corporate building. You want to do it for your own business. But at the same time, in that, it applies here. If you're building that business in the wrong direction and so you, all of a sudden you realize, man, two years of my life has been spent doing this. I should have been doing this because I didn't have a big perspective. And that's one word that I've, I love is having perspective being able to see the vision of where you're going to go, where you want to go, and seeing the trajectory that you're on now. If you're going to go this way, but you want to go this way, stop going there and course correct. But you only can do that if you see the big picture. If you're taking one step at a time, it's good to get there, but you might be going the wrong direction. So I love that that idea. So that is fantastic. Now, I want to jump into talking about the um, idea of having a business and investments and um, properties and and basically not just diversifying, but having multiple streams of income. Because you have that, I have that. Talk to me about multiple streams of income and how important that is. Yeah. So multiple streams of income are great when you build them the right way. You know, one of the things I hear struggling um, entrepreneurs, investors all the time say is, well, oh, the average millionaire has seven streams of income. So I need seven streams of income. So they go and try to create seven at once. And the challenge there is you end up splitting your money, your focus, your attention, and you have a bunch of like trickling streams rather than like flowing rivers. And what we're looking for with multiple streams of income is like, let's get a river going and then we'll siphon off a little bit of that river to make another river, right? So what it comes down to is your first stream of income for most people is gonna be your job, right? So Let's first maximize that. Build up your skills. And when you start your job, like when I started my job, I was at like $40,000 a year coming out of college over like a couple raises and by like investing in myself, then I got it up to like 80,000, right? So that's your first source of income. So maximize that. Like I got them to pay for grad school for me, all these other perks. Then we say, okay, what's my next stream of income and work on building that up, making it like I always like to tell people, let's make it effective before we make it efficient. So we want to make sure that this is something that we can build into a large stream of income. And then we start removing ourselves. How do we get other people and systems to do this? And then most times we can actually continue building that up really well. But you get to a point where now so much of your income is coming from that stream where we say, let's diversify, right? So I did that with real estate for a while. I actually bought real estate when the market was down in 2007, 2008. Several years in, I'm like, well, I realized that the market could cycle again. So now I want to diversify my risk by having another one. So we opened the wine and liquor store. And what you find over time is that when you set these up, and especially when you get them off your plate, you have your time, your money, and more importantly, your focus back to then be able to create the next one. But make sure you got the first one running first before you try to create the second one. That's brilliant advice. I know with, like you, I started with real estate. Now I have 30 plus properties and that river, I mean, it's, 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 it's huge. It's like the Nile. I mean, just <laughs> money just keeps flowing in. But the beauty of that is now I don't have to have a job. I have money coming in. I, I, everything's taken care of. I can travel the world. I can do whatever I want. And now I have the freedom. I have the time and the ability and even money if I want to put towards another business. My wife doesn't let me because she's like, you know, if you're going to start a business, make sure it's running on it. Anyways, long story short, we're frugal. So that's just the way it works out. But we have a huge river coming in and now I have so much more time because the job's gone. So I have so much more time and I can now help people. I could do things that I want to do to help everybody 
in, in general, I could just say, hey, I want to do this because I have that river coming in. But each time I go and help somebody, I create a little stream, another little river that's going to be coming in to the family to, to take care of the family. So that's a fantastic, fantastic idea. And so same exact thing, like everything from real estate to your liquor store or uh, building other businesses, getting on site, like maybe doing a podcast or whatever it might be. Once you build one, then keep building the next one, then build the next one. Because the last thing you want is to have, like you said, like maybe 15 uh, passive income or streams that are literally like a drop, just a drop. That's not good. You want to have one gusher, one is just flowing that is just bringing in so much. And then from there, because what's going to happen if you have 10 different things, your time's taken up in all 10 different things, as opposed to all 10 of that time put into one, that gets that bigger faster. So I completely agree. So that's a great, great point. Well, you have anything and, and yeah, one more thing with that. So even within that, find one thing that works and do more of that. So it is so easy to be like, even like, let's just take real estate, for example. It's like, oh, well, I could, you know, uh, be a landlord. Oh, but I could do this lease option thing. Oh, but I could buy land. Oh, but I could buy, like, so it's so easy to want to do different things. And you hear somebody else being successful with it and you want to go and do it. Find one thing that works and just replicate it. Like, if you look at people that are really successful, they simplified things down. They found something that worked and they just did more of what worked rather than trying to go find something else that isn't proven or may not work for them. So stay focused, find the thing that works and just keep doing it. I love that idea. I'm going to one more tie on to that because it's, it's brilliant. Exactly what I did. So I've had so many businesses in my life, everything from, I delivered newspapers when I was 13 years old for like four years, delivering newspapers. I had a graphic website design company. I had a skateboard manufacturing company. I even had a convenience store. I had a restaurant and I invested in real estate. And I found after trying all of these that the other ones were very, very hard for me. Investing in rental properties was the easiest. So I stuck with that. So I just kept trying and okay, trying and trying and trying and trying. But I figure out which one was the easiest and the best. And by far, I'm not looking back. So we've talked so much. You've given us so much great information. Let's jump into the fire round. Now, in the fire round, we're going to be talking. These are going to be some some more philosophical questions, but they're going to be really quick. So let's jump into the very first one. With being successful employee, we don't have a 40, 50, 60 hour week job. So we have more time um, to help to be with our family, to do all that sort of stuff. How are you using your time and the things you've been, you have in order to benefit the entire world or the people around you or just how are you helping life for everybody else to be better with your time? Absolutely. So two core focuses. First one is family. So when we plan out our week, we plan out and block out family time. So we do things like in the summer, we do Friday family field trips. Uh, we do daddy daughter date, daddy son dates. We, we put all of our family stuff first. So we're just building so many memories. The second thing is outside of us, how do we create an impact and help more people? And that's what we're doing through like our book, our podcast, our businesses, where we're basically saying, we've been able to achieve this and it was so challenging. Now let's help other people that are struggling. So we spend a good portion of our week that's not filled up with family time, actually helping other entrepreneurs, other business owners that want to achieve financial freedom, not have to recreate the wheel with everything they do and just follow a lot of the stuff that we figured out along the way. I love that. That is, that's brilliant. And I love that you are intentional with your family. That's something I love. That's, I mean, that's why we travel the world together. Say, that's why, that's why you and I get together so much. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So the next question is if you're going to go and go back to, I don't know, when you first started college, before you even met Ariana and you wanted to go back and give yourself some 
really great advice. It could be about business, it could be about life, whatever it might be. What would you go back and give advice to yourself? What would it be? I'm going to give you two answers here. One, I wouldn't change anything because everything that I went through is what got me here. Um, butterfly effect, it could change something. Um, but if I were to say something, it would be be intentional. So many people make decisions um, not thinking about where they want to go. If you can be intentional with your decisions, it's going to get you there faster. That's, that's great. That's great. So being intentional, expand that a little bit more. What do you mean by being intentional and how can we apply that? Yep. So when we go to make a decision, thinking about what is the end result we're trying to achieve? Like, like we said, what do we want our life to look like in five years? And then looking at what are the different paths and which one's most likely to get us there. Most people automatically go to college because they think it's the next step, not because they think it's going to get them to where they want to be. I love that idea. Especially I'm teaching my kids, don't go to college. In fact, here's $50,000. I'll give it to you as a loan to go buy a rental property and then you can make money and you can pay me back anyway. So long story short, com completely agree. Okay. Next question is what tools are you using? Could be apps, could be anything that are helping either business or life to be better. Absolutely. Uh, Google Suite is huge. So my calendar and everything else. Uh, we also then use Slack. So Slack is a great way for us to communicate with all of our teammates and um, have to keep us out of email and social media and all these distractions. That's great. Okay. I, I, I've never used Slack myself, but I've heard that and Asana are really good. So Asana I'm, as well. Yep. For, for managing projects. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Now what is, and this is the last one, what is one nonfiction book that you would suggest any, anybody and everybody to read that would help us either in business or life? Absolutely. So, uh, there's a, I've read thousands of books. This one came up over the last year. It's called principles by Ray Dalio. And, um, as I read it, it just confirms so many of the principles that I've learned to run our businesses and our lives. And um, I mean, he's a, he's a billionaire. He's had so much success and he's really distilled down. If you follow these principles, you're going to do well. That's fantastic. Man, Tom, you've given us so much to think about. You get so much to actually also implement in ourselves right now. Even just the big thinking, like what's going to happen five years now or walk down five years from now. Like, that's a great thing that all of us should absolutely do. Now, from here, how would somebody reach out to you to help them to become successful and employed and have a lifestyle that you build yourself? How would they find you? Absolutely. So uh, easiest way is to go to TomAndAriana.com. Uh, from there, you can find our podcast, our books, our programs, and then uh, online and social media, we're at Tom and Ariana everywhere. Awesome. Man, you guys, I, I think you guys are fantastic. I think the business that you guys have and how many people that you help is just fantastic. So I really, really appreciate your time. Tom, thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much, man. And uh, like I said, keep it up because this show is amazing and it's going to help a lot of people as well. Today's episode has been brought to you by the Real Estate Wealth Builders membership. That's the membership that I founded teaching people how to quit their J-O-B by investing in real estate rental properties. Now, Real Estate Wealth Builders is your place to learn how to invest in real estate with five different masterclass courses group coaching with me and a private student community where we all work together, all the tools and the discounts, all the resources and everything that you need to quit your J-O-B by investing in real estate. Now, I do want to show you how to do this completely for free. 
If you want to learn about investing in real estate for free, I want to get you my free real estate investing course. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. It'll be in the description, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. You can see how you can quit your job, that J-O-B, by investing in real estate. I'll show you how to find properties, how to use other people's money to buy properties, and how to scale the business to be successfully unemployed just like I did. Now, did you also know that there are video versions of each and every single episode on the Successfully Unemployed show? Well, I did record every single one of these for you. I recorded them for you so you will be able to learn from the experts themselves, see what they're doing, see everything that they are talking about on this show visually, and all their examples, all their slides, all their pictures that they even draw. Everything is on there. Go to successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube. Or if you just go to YouTube and type in successfully unemployed, more than likely you're going to find me. So successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube. And I would truly appreciate it if you subscribe to Successfully Unemployed on YouTube and wherever you're listening to this podcast, subscribe to this show so that you can always get every bit of new information on how to quit your J-O-B. Also, if you got anything out of the show, Share it with just one person. Share it with just one person so that they can see the light that it is so much better to not work a job, be successfully unemployed, and be your own boss. All right, guys, this is it for today's show. I will see you next week. See ya. See ya.